Thank God we continue to learn um, Lamentations chapter 5. Chapter 5。We know that um, in Lamentations we've learned that if you have sorrow, then we have hope, and when you have pain, then you know that you have to change. So, so at the end of Lamentations, there is a revival of the faith. But to have this revival, we must know what, where we went wrong. For repenting, one has to know what they've done wrong so that they can return. So in chapter 5, again, it mentions their sin. So the sin mentioned here, it's the sins of the ancestors of the generation that was mentioned, and they might not themselves be the ones that committed the sin, but they still have to bear the consequences that their ancestors made. Let's look at verse 7. So verse 7, our fathers sinned and are no more, and we bear their punishment. So what is the sin that they made? It is listed in verses 1 to 6. is that they did not have faith in God, but they relied on man. They went to ask for help from Egypt and Assyria instead of asking for God. So they've continued to sin. And because of that, the descendants have to bear their iniquities. So of course, the people who made the sin, they had to... They had punishment. Although God in Ezekiel said that each person is responsible for his own conduct, the son should not bear the guilt of the father. However, if the father sinned and is punished by God, if they lose their job, would their family not be also implicated? Yes, they will be affected also. For example, we mentioned before that um, there are many testimonies where people did not observe the Sabbath and were punished. 
。那父母亲啊，说神管教，生病了还是说摔跤了啊，在工作当中受伤了，那不能够上班，那怎么办呢？哎，不但没有收入，而且他的孩子哈，还要去照顾他的父母亲。If such a person happens to be a parent and they are punished in the fact that they got sick or they are injured. Then they are unable to work and they are unable to have an income, and not only that, their kids also are, have to take care of them. So it will it will have consequences on their children also. So a family is a family. We cannot force everyone to be the same. 假设有说亏损，那你看一个人生病，那全家人那就很辛苦了，大家都知道的。So a family is a full unit, even though you are you have individual people, but we are responsible for each other. We have to remind each other and put each other on the right path, because if one of us gets sick, then everybody will suffer. 我们请看约书亚记第七章。Let's look at Joshua chapter seven. 约书亚记。Joshua chapter seven. 第七章二十五节。Verse twenty-five. 第七章二十五节。Joshua chapter seven, verse twenty-five. 约书亚说啊，你为什么连累我们呢？今日耶和华必叫你说连累。于是以色列众人用石头打死他，将石头扔在其上。有种火焚烧他所有的啊，啊，这个小字说他所有的，没人做他们啊，做他们所有的，所以不是说一个人啊，是其他的人也说连累。So here in verse twenty-five, it mentions that um Atkinson, but um this punishment was brought on them. So this is plural. 啊，所以那个地方的名字叫做什么呢？叫做雅各，叫做连累的意思。So that Place is called the Valley of Acre. Acre means trouble. In other words, also implicated. 那这是告诉我们哈，我们要提醒自己哈，一个家庭的人呢，我们不能说啊，他软弱啦，他不来教会啊，他什么好，那就 OK 啊，他不来的话，我也教不动了哈，教不动没关系，我们帮他祷告啊，不然的话，万一有一天呢，神的惩罚，神的爱啊，神爱的人他必管教嘛，对不对？那万一管教来临的话，谁连累呢？家庭的成员也会受连累的。So this reminds us, as a member of a family, we can't just say that, oh, he is his own person. I cannot control him. I cannot, I cannot make him come to church. Because if that person is punished by the Lord, then because the Lord punishes those He loves, disciplines those He loves, then you will also be affected. 你看，孩子教什么样道理的话，在外面啊，为非作歹，做一些不好的事情。那会不会连着父母亲呢？会呀、啊，有些时候父母亲叫收尾的，啊，有些时候收尾是很简单，有些时候很复杂，你怎么去收尾的 ？See if a child is very rebellious and does bad things outside, is there are their parents not affected? They are affected. They have to clean up after them. 所以，我们为什么要学习圣经？我们圣经呢，就让我们能够，我们以前不讲过，啊，那个苦难的目的就是要让我们能够飞得更远，对不对？你看得更高，我们想得更远。So we have previously spoke of suffering and afflictions, where it the purpose of it is so that we can soar higher and look further. 那假如哈
So if a whole family can be saved by God and be blessed by God, is that not great? So here it says that the descendants had to bear their iniquities. Let's turn back to Lamentation chapter 5. Verse 6. Verse 6. So verse 6, they submitted to Egypt. Why did they do this? It's because at that time Egypt was not at war and they were really prosperous. So Babylon fought the Israelites and they tried to instead submit to Assyria and Egypt. Why did they do that? It's because they wanted to get bread and this is to receive benefits. So they wanted to get bread. So as such, they had a compromise in their faith. Sometimes in our faith, in a moment of weakness, we can make compromises. Sometimes these reasons are not economical. Sometimes it's just interpersonal. Let's look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 13. Verse 4. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 4. Nehemiah so Eliashib and Tobiah, they were associated by marriage in the family. Because of marriage relations within the family, they were now relatives. So verse 5 so in chapter 13, it mentions three evil things, and this was the first one. Okay, 
已经饭都煮熟了哈，那都 OK 的啊，那没关系啊，反正啊做都做了嘛，都对你房子都已经啊放出了，他东西都已经搬进去了哈，啊再搬出来也很麻烦。As this was an evil thing, he was great. He, as in Nehemiah, he was greatly displeased. He did not just say okay because the thing has already been done, but he, once he found out, he was really mad. So, so when something happens, we have to discern whether it is God's will or not, whether this is holy or not, and not. Whether or not it's convenient. So, seventy-five. This priest, because of interpersonal relationships, he he gave this room to this Gentile. So he, because of interpersonal because of interpersonal relationships, then he compromised. So some people say we are in interpersonal relationships. You choose to choose truth or to choose relationship. So sometimes it is very hard for us to make choices between interpersonal relationships and. What is right in the eyes of God? For example, the on the topic of marriage nowadays, we are speaking of it less and less about how we should not marry Gentiles because we know of many people in the church who have married Gentiles. So it sounds, it seems like if we mention it on a pulpit, then we might offend someone. But Paul had mentioned to the young. Preachers, that if you do not speak of this, then you are not a loyal servant. So Same thing here. Nehemiah says it doesn't matter about what kind of relations you have. This is not okay. So he called this an evil deed. Because if you have a clear conscience and you know what is right from wrong, how can you let this go? For example, we know that the Sabbath is to be kept. We can't. We can't just say, "Oh, it's a free day, so let's all go out and shop or have like a cruise." No. Oh, 那个是恶神的不说安息，那个恶神所以我们知道的人明理人哈，我们就会生气啊！怎么可以这样子的 ？Those who know the truth, who understand God's will, we know that that would be an evil deed, and we would not let it go. 好，第八节哈。Verse eight. 我说圣啊，如果就把多比亚的一切家具啊，从屋里啊都搬了出去。So he threw out all the things of 
Tobias household got out of the rooms. First night. So he gave orders to purify the rooms, to purify them, and then to bring back God's equipment. So this was the next evil thing is that he learned that the portions assigned to the Levites were not given to them, which drove them back to their own fields to work. Verse 11. He said, So I rebuke the officials. So where will you stand between interpersonal relationships and the truth? If you are a good servant of God, then you will stand on the side of the truth. That's why in Moses, on concerning the golden calf, he said to the Levites, "You stand on the Lord's side, and you take your knives and you you strike down those who are against him." Today, he's not telling us to go out and kill people, but he he wants us to stand firm. If something is wrong, we have to stand firm and disagree with it. Or else we will slowly back off and back off, whereas the whereas Satan will go forward and forward. So if we do not speak up, then it will become um, practice and then people will get used to it. So if we think about Jesus, why did he have to clean the temple? It's because for a really long time, people did not speak up and they thought it was fine to trade in the temple. So from the beginning, we have to stand firm in our stance. We cannot compromise our faith. It doesn't matter who is saying, if the truth is the truth. For things that are unholy, we have to be brave and speak, say no. Let's look at Titus. Chapter 2, verse 12. Titus 2, verse 12. Titus 2, verse 12. Titus 2, verse 12. Titus 2, how do we live godly lives? We have to remove ungodliness and worldly passions. 
除去不敬的心，这个应该比较，他是说要谁诺啊，谁诺图不敬钱的事情，对不敬钱的事情要谁诺。To remove ungodliness is to say no to it。就是很坚定 ，no。That is to be very firm and say no。啊，我大概今天呢、啊，今天我看到一个一个文章哈、啊。Today I read a red article。因为现在这个诈骗集团呢、啊，大家也要注意哈、啊，我。就是说现实的，这是人家的体验哈，所以我们要也要注意。So this is a article about scams。那这个是跟跟这一节十二节说，要对那个不敬虔的事情要勇敢的说 no。嗯、uh, ，It's related to saying no to ungodliness。好，那比如说我要去机场哈，那我这个行李啊太太太多了啊，机务的人说啊你这个行李太重了啊，旁边的人都说哎。欸爸的话，你能不能帮我装一点点？我就我这个行李啊太重，啊，你帮我装一点点。For example, somebody was at the airport and their luggage is too heavy, so then they turn around to someone else in line and say, "Can you take some of my things and put them in your luggage? Because your luggage is light." 啊，第一个回应你当时说不，对的，你就说不不不不行不行啊。Right off the bat, people will say no. 然后他会说啊，哎，你不信任我啊。And then the person will say, "Well, you do not believe me." Ah, 一般人听到这个啊，你不信任我啊，因为我们要表示说，哎，我们很 nice， 我们对别人怎么可以不信任呢？啊，他真的是行李太重嘛，对不对？那怎么可以不信任啊？那我们心里面就产生怀疑，我们第一步就退了，对不对？我们那个不的立场就已经退了啊！哎，对啊，就是我们为什么不信任他 ？So he would say to the person with him. Um, do you not trust me? And then normal people, when they hear that, they'll start to feel a little bit bad because um, they don't want to show that they're not trusting towards the, who they're traveling with, and they'll start to doubt their original answer, which was no. So this guy just just use this kind of mind, human mind, ah, because we are not afraid to say no. We say no, ah, ah, in our doubt, when we are thinking, he goes further, he goes forward, and we say, ah, how am I? Ah, we say further, and then later. 啊、好了，帮你带一点点呐，哎，啊，那一点点呐，那个可能是毒品啊，那你就糟糕了。So the, 那是恶意的。So the criminals like to play mind games, and they know that you, um, by asking you this way, then they'll start, you'll start having doubts, and then he'll continue attacking this, um, from this angle until you agree to carry some of his stuff for him. But what if that little bag is filled with drugs? 所以文章的作者就是告诉我们说要坚定，你说 no 就永远就是 no， 你就不不不可以。So the article was telling you that you must say no from the beginning when you think that this is not okay, you have to stand firm and continue to say no。那他就会走掉啊，他就会就是就是没办法。If you stand firm, then the criminal will just go。他假设要利用我们哈，就是有什么不良企图，他就不会得逞。Then they will not get their ways。那我们对不敬虔的事情也是一样，要勇敢的说 no 啊。In the same way, we have to say no to ungodliness. Ah, 就是现在年轻人哈，对那些不敬虔的事情啊，不敢说 no. Now, a lot of young people are afraid of saying no to ungodly things. Ah, 我怕你不好意思，我怕你伤心，我怕你好像是这个啊，我伤伤到你的心了。We care about the people that we're speak saying no to, as if um, we care of, we care that we might break their heart or. If we hurt their feelings, 圣经说哈，我们要怎么样？要把神的旗帜啊，要拿出来，就会得胜
But the Bible says that we have to uphold the flag of God, and then we will have success. We have to uphold the flag of God. At that time, if we do not take out this flag of the faith of the truth, then we will lose. In an individual in the church, if he loses, that's not just his own battle, it's the whole church that loses. For example, the problems in marriage, in the, in the same way, if there are problems after they marry a Gentile, then it is still the church that has to step in to help. So we take out the banner of God and we will be victorious. Let's look at Exodus. First chapter seventeen. Verse chapter um, description. So the Amalekites were defeated, and um, they were already defeated by this point. However, in the later verse, it says we will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. So the second Amalekite is, is the Amalekites in our hearts, things that are a barrier from between us and God, things that are like sin, um, worldly pleasures. So how can we be victorious? Is the Lord is my banner? Let's look at Psalms chapter twenty, verse five. Psalms chapter twenty, verse five. So it says we have to lift up our banners and be with this then we can be victorious. We say hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we begin this um, sermon. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I start to study. That's okay. 
We take out the banner of God and we our heart is calm. God is with us. Do you dare say hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? I gamble. Do you dare to say hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm going to watch something bad. Hallelujah in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I will have bad relations with someone. So you would not dare to do anything in the name of the Lord that is bad. So we have to spread the word and tell everybody, put do everything you do, you do it in the name of the Lord. This way, whenever it's if it's anything bad, you wouldn't dare to do it. Let's look at Psalms chapter 60. 60 verse 4. So a banner was given to those who fear God. So anyone who fears God is given a banner, and this is a wonderful banner that we can take out and use to gain strength. We can have this raise this banner when we speak sermons, when we share in the Lord. When we sing hymns, when we pray, when we pray, however, you would never take out this banner if you want to do something bad. Let's look at Songs of Songs, chapter six. Six, verse seven. Oh, Songs of Songs. Chapter 6, verse 4. So here it says, Majestic as troops with banners, there's strength in this. So so you see when um, Potiphar's wife tried to entice Joseph, he brought out this banner of God. He said, with God, how, can, how, would, why would, how would I dare do such a thing with God? Um, seeing, so see how majestic this and how powerful this banner of God is. So Paul 
So Paul says, in all things that we do, we say it, we do it in the name of the Lord. We bring out the banner of God. 好，所以我们在信仰上啊，不能够妥协，一定要坚定。so in our faith, we must not make compromises. We have to be firm. The Israelites, they were originally God's chosen people. God had blessed them very much. But if they sin, then God will take back his blessings. Let's look at Hosea chapter 2, verse 9. Hosea chapter 2, verse 9. In the day of the day, the day of the day, I will bring my wood and 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 my wood. 應該啊,在說歌的時候,有五谷啊,這個酒啊,已經釀好了,有新酒啊,可是偏偏的神要收回來,不給你的。So when it ripens normally it is time to take the grain and have the new wine. However, God is taking it back. 也必將他應當遮的羊毛看嘛,拔回來。so all the things that he had given them, he's taking back. So God can bless somebody, and if that person sins against God, then he can take away his blessings. So you see how hard it was for for the Israelites to bear this. And that's why Jeremiah had to write Lamentations. Let's turn back to chapter 5 of Lamentations. Verse 22. Verse 22. So verse 22 is the last verse of this book. So we come to a conclusion. So this book starts with anger and ends with anger. The whole book is filled with God's anger. This is very frightful. This is because they sinned against God and they would not listen. So you see, God had taken away his blessings from them. Let's look at verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 9. Verse 10. 
他们掉起手里的手也不尊敬老人的面十三节他们掉起手里的手也不尊敬老人的面十三节他们掉起手里的手也不尊敬老人的面十三节他们掉起手里的手也不尊敬老人的面十三节他们掉起手里的手也不
Sometimes we'll find that life is very bitter. We have these problems at home. We have problems with our kids. Sometimes our bodies have problems. Sometimes you'll, when you reflect, you really feel that life is hard. Then what can we do? 25. How, we, how do we change the situation? So how do we change the situation of bitter water? It's not to take away that water and to buy different water. Or to add vinegar or sugar to the water. No, not that. It's very easy. You take that piece of wood and throw it into the water. This piece of wood is the cross of Christ Jesus. So we must be linked to Christ so that our hearts can change. Sometimes we see someone who is sick. They are aching here and there and they cannot go to sleep at night. Why am I in such troubles? So once I visited two, two um, members, one was a elderly man and the other one was an elderly woman. They had the same problem. They both had cancer in their blood. They had the same disease and out of one of them, um, when we visited them, they, they were complaining, they were crying, they were saying, how come I'm going through so much suffering? Truthfully, they are pitiable because they are in pain. However, is there a way um, to resolve this so that you can not feel as much pain? The other member had a completely different perspective. They said that because God created us human, one day we will grow old, one day we will get sick. So they thought this was very normal. They thought about Christ and how Christ died on the cross for us. So that really minimized their pain because even though they were still suffering in the body, their hearts with the thought of God were not no longer bitter. So they were did not feel 
um, they did not feel bitter. So how do you change your perspective from something that is very bitter to something that's bittersweet? That is to change yourself. How do we change our fate? That is to return back to God. The Levites, they were originally cursed by their father. Um, Levite, Levite and Simeon, they were, they killed, they attacked others. And because of this, um, their father cursed them. The curse was true, and they were cursed for generations. But how did they change their fate? That is at the point of the incident of the golden calf, when everybody were um, worshiping the idol, they were brave and they stood out and stood on the side of God. As a result, God blessed them, and instead, now they can serve God, and they have a very good life of serving God. They didn't have to, they didn't have to toil and work the land, but the people will feed them. So, because of their action of returning to God, that changed their whole um, family, their clan's fate, and also the fate of the nation. The difficulty in faith is to be submissive to God. So faith is to believe, however, sometimes situations are very hard to believe and against logic. Just like at the time, Jeremiah told the people that you should submit to, you should surrender to the Babylonians. Babylonian, so that you can spare your own lives. This didn't make any sense. How can we surrender to the enemy? If it were I, I would not be able to understand either. Why would I, why should I surrender to the enemy? However, what happened is the ones who surrendered were exiled to Babylon. But we see in the final conclusion of the matter is those who were exiled were able to return and rebuild their country. So those who only were short-sighted and saw the benefits of the current age, 
they, the ones who submitted to Egypt, they ended up dying. So if we are standing firm in our faith, then even the enemy will respect us. If we are shaking shaky in our faith, then even the enemy will despise us. We have to stand firm in our faith and in our stance. So one time I was baptizing, and as I was leaving the water, there was a 30-year-old Caucasian man that was walking towards me. So I wondered if he was trying to um, bring trouble. If he was, if he was trying to argue with me and say, how come you're pushing people under the water? That was just in my head. When he got close enough, he said, What did he say? He said, This is the correct baptism. This is the right way to baptize people. This is according to the Bible. I was really comforted by this. So I was, I was really confident because even other people could tell that this was our way of baptism is in accordance to the Bible. So I actually uh, suggested that maybe we should make a banner when, for when we baptize people and say this is the way to baptize. So one time I was, we were baptizing and there was another church beside us that was baptizing and they were also going to the water. However, their way was different. They were facing upward and they did it in the name of the Holy Spirit. So the way they did it was they lined up in two by twos and there was a row of people who were going to be baptized and a row of people playing instruments and um, they were walking towards the water. They were, they were um, filled, of, filled with confidence marching. So they were incorrect, but they were still filled with confidence. However, like even more so should we be confident because we are following God's will. And so when we know that we are following God's will, we should stand firm. 
Let's go back to Lamentations chapter 5, verse 19. Verse 19. Verse 21. So over here, the restoring is, very, uh, is a passive tense. It's that we're asking God to, re, to restore us. So we just so um, we can think that when somebody is repenting, it is a true repentance is because God allowed it. If God did not cause him to come back, then he would be straying further and further away from God. Not only does God leave us, we have also strayed away from God. So we have to intercede for one another so that God will cause each and every one of us to return. We need the mercy of God to allow us to return. Because God will actively go out to search for his lost sheep. So there are many ways for God to cause one to return. There, sometimes God goes out to find his sheep. Sometimes he changes, softens the heart, just like the prodigal son who he just had a moment of realization and he returned. Once it clicked in his mind that he has done wrong and that he should repent, he no longer cared about what other people thought, and all he wanted was to return, and he was not afraid. He, want, he, was, a, he was ready to say to his father, please let me return. It, I can... I can work as a servant in your household. So there are many people who are unable to return because they have um, they have too much pride in their hearts. It is very hard for certain people to say, to apologize, especially if you are of a, a certain status. For example, for a parent to say, 
sorry to their kid. How can I say that? I am their parent. However, if we are able to set our pride aside and we can truthfully understand the matter, then we can return. So when we can truthfully return, then we can revive. It's just like the prodigal son. After he has returned home, his father um, dressed him up in uh, good robes again. So if we are able to truthfully face the situation, drop our pride and revive our faith, we will we can closely examine where the problem is, ask for repent uh, repent and ask for God's um, forgiveness, then we can revive our faith and again return to a very pure and wonderful faith. There are many aspects that make it hard for us to return. Uh, in the past, it's very easy. It, uh, the people of the past So nowadays, people are knowledgeable. They have they have money and they have status in society. Because of this, their pride is very high and it's hard for them to return. We have to return and be like children. Then the kingdom of heaven will still be ours and God will still welcome us to enter. Revive it helps us to remember all of the wonderful spiritual blessings. Thank God we will end here. Thank God for the conclusion. Thank God. Does anyone have any any questions or any sharings on lamentations? We have a snowy beginning and a snowy end. Snow is also a blessing from God. So we'll sing a hymn to end 256.